0: Hey there, it's Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we wanna blow it here. Did you say blow? Ooh, I might have.
1: Codette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Supermom It, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time.
0: Bridget smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right.
1: Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories. Our impressive guest today is Carly Zucker. She's the host of Overtime on K-Fan Radio, which happens to be the first female-led talk show on the network. She's the mom of three fabulous kids and, quote, first wife of Jason Zucker, who was traded from the Minnesota Wild to the Pittsburgh Penguins just before the deadline. She's a powerhouse woman, and we can't wait to learn more about her. Hello there, Carly Zucker. Welcome. Hi. How are you guys? We're good. How are you? Good. I'm doing
0: well. Thank
1: you. You have been going through a lot this last little bit.
2: Yes. It's been busy. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm still trying to find the new normal. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, Jason was traded, I think like,
0: like almost two weeks ago now to Pittsburgh. Crazy. For
2: Minnesota. So I'm back in Minnesota, but he's there.
0: Uh, So yeah, no, normal and hockey just doesn't really go together.
2: Right. It's just always a new a
1: new situation. But that's okay. I mean, yeah. it's not a bad situation. He's no. loving Pittsburgh. Well, that's, that's good. good. It's always nice for for them to go somewhere and feel wanted. I always felt like that with trade situations where you're like, Okay, somebody wants you, so that's why you're going there and it's good. And um, but then there's the emotional human side of things for everybody else, and that's a challenge. So how are you dealing with it all? Because this is the first one for you, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with um, the Wilds for, I think, it was, this would have been, like, nine seasons.
1: Wow. Um,
2: so, yeah, so he was here for a long time. So, I mean, we just, I, it, the hardest part was just leaving the organization. Like, you guys know all about that, sure. where it's just, you become friends and family with everybody around you, from the people that work for the Wilds to the team and the wives and the kids and everybody. So, that was really hard to leave, just because, Hopefully we'll still see them, but it was just really hard because we love them all so much. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then Jason, you know how quick it happens too. Everyone's so surprised that he you pack up and he leaves right away. It's like he's like, okay, I'll see you guys in a week. Like I'll be there in a week. Yeah. No, they leave right away. Um, yeah. And so we, we went out and visited him for a quick weekend, which was awesome. Pittsburgh is, I've never been before. It is a crazy sports town, which was awesome. We had such a good time. Um, but now we're back in Minnesota
1: and it's just me and the kiddos and just uh making it churn, making it work. And there's a lot to think about and process. I know, like you said, like it's more than just the team, but it's like the organization and all the friends and everything. But also you guys are pretty immersed in your community there. And obviously you're working there and have had have been for a long time. So have you are you thinking about any decisions about the future yet or just kind of one one month at a time.
2: That like a at a, like one day, i like one day at a, an hour at a time at this point. Um, but no, I I will keep. It's funny because I was talking about that. I don't think I'm going to take on any more work projects right now. Anything new, but I'll just keep doing what I do as far as radio because I have a show that's once a week, and then I guest host on a morning show once a week. So I'll keep doing those things. Um, I'll keep doing. I'll keep working with all the clients that I work with for social media. Um, but I'm just not probably going to take on any new projects. Um and we'll just see how the rest of the hockey season shakes out for Jason because I don't really know what the playoff situation will end up being. Um and so I figure I'll just keep myself a little more open for the kids because we don't have both of us here. Um, which is fine. But yeah, I mean I I work a lot in Minnesota. Um and then we have Give 16, which you talked about a little bit with the community aspect of it. And that's super important to us. So I try to get over to the hospital um, and volunteer. I host the morning show there, um, periodically and just spend some time with the kids. So I try to get over there quite a bit as well.
0: All right. And how are your kids handling the trade so far? Good.
2: I mean, with the older ones, you guys know, it's harder with the older ones because she's so much, she's so much more aware of the situation. So she loves the wild. She loves all the friends she made on the team. And so when we told her she, there were some tears and she was sad. And she's like, oh, "Are you going to be home for my birthday?" Of course, that's what they're worried about. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, right? But um, but good. The other two, the, the you know, Stella's super young; she's only one, so she doesn't really know what's going on. And Hendrix will periodically be like, "Daddy home?" Like, "Daddy home?" Like, oh. "Is he coming home?" And um, like, we'll see him in a little bit. So he, they're pretty, they're pretty oblivious to it. Um,
1: but Sophia definitely knows more
2: what's going on, but they're doing well. They're doing really well. They, you know, kids, they adapt.
1: They do. They're resilient. They, you know, they are kind of going to mirror a little bit how you're handling it, which doesn't make it easier for you because you kind of have to fake it till you make it sometimes. But, um, our oldest too, like when she was nine, that was kind of the first trade she remembered too, or not trade Ray signed as a free agent, but, um, she was pretty heartbroken too. So I totally get that. But I always would remind them like, listen, these friendships are forever so you can still have those friends you can still wear that jersey if you want to you can still have those favorite players and now you get to meet a bunch of new ones so you just kind of have to
0: you know look at the positives yeah, yeah exactly and I, I'm like, sure
1: I love know. exploring new cities like
2: I love meeting new people I like exploring new cities I love like checking out new restaurants thing I love that stuff so for me it's almost like a, a huge opportunity to to explore a new place and we told Sophia that too, like, you're going to, you know, you'll love it there. You're going to have a this great opportunity to meet new people. And I mean, we're not in the worst situation as far as when we got there to visit over the weekend, they had set up so many great things for us, like just car services to make it easier. And awesome. it, so it's hard to complain when you're going to a place where they're really taking great, great care of you and the whole family. So we're definitely um, looking at it like a positive thing. I think the biggest thing for me, I tell people, I just miss him. Like Jason and I really, really have a good time and we're together. Mm-hmm. And so I miss him being around and that's, mm-hmm. that's like the toughest thing, but I mean,
1: yeah, it'll go quick. It yeah. will. It, it will, especially cause you're so busy with your kids and work. And, um, I love to hear that organizations are so welcoming and so great because they're not all like that, but I've heard really awesome things about Pittsburgh. Like Last year, they sent Valentine's Day flowers to all the girls because the guys were on the road. And it was like, thanks for sharing your Valentine with us. Like, really, that is amazing. Hearing that they're continuing Mm -hmm. to welcome you and make you feel comfortable on your first trip there is pretty awesome, too. And hopefully other teams are paying attention because it should be that way. Yeah.
2: And I mean, I am too I feel like I'm I went to a new high school. That's what chills <laughs> me out. Yeah, a new team. I was like, oh, who are the girls going to be nice to me? Who am I going to sit with? It's so funny yeah. you go through all those feelings, and I'm like, I am too old to be feeling <laughs> feel like, that. like that. But, but I feel it's like it's so funny because oh, it's almost like going to a new high school.
0: Yeah, you're right. But I like it though. Like I felt like it was easier as I had kids because I had a, a different kind of distraction and just like, oh hi, yeah, sorry, my kids are running off. Like it just. I don't know. It kind of just helped ease that like nervousness. Cause you're like, if you're like a little bit squirrely, like I am, then I'm like, Oh, I just play like, with yeah. my kids. Like they, they see <laughs> <make> me squirrely.
1: <laughs> Pretend like you didn't care. Exactly.
0: Like whatever.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like I have my kids anyway.
2: I don't need you. I have my <laughs> yeah. built in friends.
0: Exactly. Um, so question just to kind of back things up and get to know you a bit more. Where are you from? I
2: grew up just north of the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, so I grew oh. up in Saint Cos. I was born East Coast; I was born in New Hampshire, but I um, but we moved when I was young. So I grew up in I mostly grew up in Minnesota.
0: Okay, and where's Jason from? Las Vegas. Oh.
1: oh, okay. So He's
0: a Vegas boy. Yes.
1: So how did you start on the on your career path to being a radio host, or was it more yeah, than that? I mean, like, I how- kind of
2: felt- Yeah, it's been a long, I mean, it's a long path, but I I went to college for my communications and political science degree, and I thought I would do something in politics, because I was just, I love following politics, and so I ended up covering the campaigns when I got out of college, and for a TV station, and kind of fell into a job there, they had an opening then after after I graduated, Um, and so I took that opportunity. And started doing just general news for a TV station, just a really, really small TV station in southern Minnesota, and found out that I liked it, but I didn't love it because um, general news—it's like somebody's worst day is like your best news day—and I hated that feeling. Yeah. And so I was never good at like knocking on the door of somebody who had gone through a tragedy and being like, "Do you want to talk?" And yeah. here's a, a mic, mic in their face. face. You? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I ended up moving out to California. Um, and I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in California oh. uh, for a product development degree and lived out there for a little bit and then jumped back to Minnesota, started working for an entertainment network here, um, and then fell into more sports stuff. So I started working for the Timberwolves, the basketball team in Minnesota doing their entertainment network. I did sideline reporting for snowcross racing, oh. which is
1: that's like, awesome. As cool
2: <laughs> as it sounds. actually. it was <laughs> like it was so much fun, though. It, it, I love extreme sports. Jason loves extreme sports. I fell into that category and that was really fun. So, um, did more with that. I posted a show on the NHL network, um, and fell into radio, I think like five years ago, um, doing, um, it was, it's like the number one sports radio station here in the Twin Cities, which is awesome. So That's awesome. I started doing that. I mean, I'm kind of, I've kind of been all over the place, um, but love all of it, learned a ton. And just, it's funny because I I, when I was younger, I felt like I really had an idea of where I wanted my career to go. And now I just kind of say yes to things. And I feel like that helps And I've just fallen into some things that I really
1: love. That's awesome. Were you an athlete then growing up? I was, I, I mean, no, probably. I I don't know if I'd categorize myself as an athlete. I,
2: I was, I did some golfing. Um, my kids love to golf. Jason loves to golf. So I grew up golfing with my family and I was a dancer. So I danced all the all the things you can imagine (laughs) like ballet and points and (laughs) hip-hop and jazz and dance team for school and so I did that all through when I was younger so I mean I was athletic
1: in that sense yeah
2: but real dancers like really good dancers are incredibly athletic I was like
1: pretty good but not yeah (laughs) but you're a sports fan clearly because you were getting getting into broadcasting obviously you're a fan you said of extreme sports
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I love, um, like, all sorts of racing. So, like, uh, Supercross and um, the snowmobile racing. And I just, like, I like things with a lot of adrenaline. So, I love doing all of those things. Jason loves that stuff, too. Um, I grew up snowboarding. I still snowboard now with my daughter. And so, I do that a lot. Um, and just try to stay active in those ways. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like, I love that stuff. Um, I don't have the... Guts to do all of it but I I dabble in some of it um and so yeah so that's I guess I've always liked sports I wasn't my brother played hockey growing up but I wasn't I didn't like follow hockey closely especially when I met Jason um I kind of just I moved into like covering basketball and the extreme sports but I wasn't doing anything with hockey at the time
1: so when how did you meet him then
2: Oh, my gosh, it's like such a boring story. It's like we have to make up a better story. Um, I was at a bachelorette party and he was out with some guy friends. And I had all my girlfriend's jackets from the bachelorette party. And I asked him if I could leave them on their couch in this VIP section he had. And there were two of them in this VIP section. There was like nobody in there. And so he said yes. And he said, well, why don't you bring your girlfriend back? And we went back, and him and I ended up talking the whole night about extreme sports. I was telling him what I did, and his friends told us they're like, they tried to play the card, like, oh, he plays for the wild. And (laughs) we looked up on the TV, and the wild was playing away. (laughs) And he was injured at the time, but we were Uh. like, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. They're lying. Like, they're just lying. (laughs) We totally caught them. Busted it. Um, yeah, we all thought they were liars, but we had a lot of fun that night. My friend ended up giving him my number when I left without me knowing. And he texted me the next day. Oh, and then, yeah. I mean, it was just like over from there, but I'm six years older than him. So it was for a long time. I kept saying there's no chance we're dating because he was 22 when we met. Oh,
1: and all right. I always say congratulations, around. but then I'm not sure who I sh- I'm congratulating. Like yay you and also yay him. Yeah. Like yeah, still right? it. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: so. Um, So that's kind of funny that we have that age gap, but he's an old soul.
1: So did Um, you Google him then after you, you and your friends thought he was full of shit? Oh, a hundred percent. When my friend, when I texted my friend out
2: and said, did you really get, I said, you gave him my number. And she said, yeah, she goes, whatever you do, don't Google him. Because then as soon as I Google him, not only did I find out he played hockey, but that he was 22. And I thought, I thought, oh, heck no. So you said, do you want do you want to like meet for a drink? And I was like, can you even drink? You're not old enough. (laughs) He's just legal permission to take you out.
1: (laughs) Sign consent forms from his parents. Exactly.
2: So it took us a little while to actually meet up. Um, and he was rehabbing back in Vegas and I was here. So, um, it took us a while to meet up, but then once we did it was, that was it. It was super easy. Great
1: relationship. (laughs) I love it. Then who, so once you were dating, who made Hello, the first move, like who moved in for the first smooch? We like to know these fun details.
2: The first, that Jason, for sure. I would have <laughs> never done that. Um, he said, I love you first. Oh. It is and true. I walked away. Oh, no. <laughs> you're like, ah. <laughs> you're like, oh, thank I'm you. Not good with big, I'm not good with big moments because also when he called me to say he was traded, I hung up the phone right away. Cause oh. I didn't know what just, so he was like, we were traded and I hung up because they didn't know what to do. And then I <laughs> called back. like, medical,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't do well in big moments, like big shocking moments. Okay, I just then need what, a minute. Then how did you react when he proposed?
2: Oh, I kept going, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. And he's like, stop saying no. <laughs> because, yeah, so he's, I just go, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. I was like, no, no, no. And he said, do you mean no? And so he. <laughs> but I didn't mean no. I just was very shocked. So yeah, I I definitely don't do well with the the big (laughs) moment.
1: That's hilarious. You just need a couple minutes to process. That is fair. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, yeah. You could also not answer your phone. That's something that I consider doing on trade deadline (laughs) day too. I was like, well, first of all, I made a huge mistake. About of going with a bunch of the girls to the spa. So never do that, girls. If you're listening, don't go to the spa on trade deadline day. Because we thought this is a good day. We'll just go, we'll veg out and we'll just be alone. But then I had my phone like right next to my head. And I said to the masseuse, I'm like, if my phone rings and it's Ray, I'm gonna need to answer it. He goes, Okay, no problem. Well, sure enough, freaking Ray calls me. I answer and the guy goes, Um, it's Ray. So I grabbed the phone and I'm like, What? And he he didn't get traded, but at that point we were kind of looking like look hoping for a trade. I'm like, what? He goes, Oh nothing. I was just calling to see what you're doing. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Don't call on trade deadline. Don't call me on trade (laughs) deadline. Don't you know the rules? I mean my God, we've
0: been
2: at it just like punking like just calling us on those days just to mess with
1: us. Uh, Oh totally. Imagine lesson learned. It was like the worst hundred dollar massage ever because and for all of us we were like what were we thinking you can't relax on trade deadline day you're gonna have to yeah. go like the week later or something like it didn't make any sense but <laughs> it's you know.
2: funny that you see I, I was at the spa with all the girls from the team when he called me
1: really no.
2: i was hosting like a Valentine's day event at a spa here and so all the girls were with me and i've been <laughs> with them for so many times they were, we were all like crying
0: because oh yeah I was just gonna miss you yeah yeah. And it seems like you have such a good group there too. I know a few of the girls there, but.
1: You know what I actually loved was you were interviewing, um, you were interviewing Jason. You did a, oh. a, something last year, right? And I was like, okay, this is awesome. Cause that's kind of when I learned more about you. I didn't really, I didn't really know that part. Have you gotten to yeah, do that often uh, with him? Or was that just kind of like the, the first time?
2: No, I, I I've interviewed him for the radio a couple times. times, um, but that was maybe our first, like, I think that was the, First, like sit down interview that we had done, and it's hard. It's so funny because I feel like I, in a joking way, I'm really hard on Jason, but he doesn't care. I mean, he knows he knows my sense of humor. He knows me. But when other people watch the things that I say to him, some people get so worried about him. Like, <laughs> like she is so mean to him, and he, she needs to support him. And I just feel like anybody who doesn't know us probably feels like he's in a really bad situation oh, like going twice if you need to get out of the house <laughs> but it's Santa. not that bad yeah he loves it and so yeah so that was probably the first time we did like a sit-down interview um which I it was really fun we had a good
1: time it was cute
0: that's so cute so when I first started following you was when um I watched you on the NHL awards so how did you get approached to do that? <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure they asked like nine other people <laughs> that said no. Stop. And they were like, Oh, Shirley's in town. They're like, Well, ask her. So, so I um, the people that produced the awards for the NHL, like that they, they I worked with them hosting the show called Skates Off, which was for the NHL Network. So they knew I was in town with Jason. So I I'm pretty sure somebody must have fallen through to actually host. Or, like, actually do that award. Um, But they needed someone to do it. So they text me and they're like, hey, do you want to present an award? I told him, I was like, how many people did you ask before me? It's okay. Where do I fall? He's like, don't worry, it was just one other person. He's like, it was one other person and they couldn't do it.
0: (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's fine, I'll do it. Oh, so one of my friends who I grew up with, um, Tom Middleditch, he's on Silicon Valley, he was one of the presenters at the NHL awards or hosts or whatever. So I was like, oh, this is such a fun one.
2: Yeah. There were a lot of really cool people that Camille, Camille Costec or whatever. Um, yeah. And she's oh. married to Gronk or she's engaged. I don't know, oh. but she's, it was like a sports illustrator model. Ooh. I got to see her backstage. I was like, mm. I was <laughs> like, we're
0: pretty much the same, aren't we? <laughs> like, I think she would be an obvious same. choice. But, one of, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: One of our yeah. friends does a lot of work for the NHL and she says that the NHL just loves you. So I think that's pretty cool that you got to be included um, in something like that.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, everybody I've met has been really great to me and um, they're super fun. And I love when they ask me to do things because it's such a, I mean, it's such a great organization to work for because they, they have their shit together.
1: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. What's, nice. what's been your favorite thing to cover or your favorite experience? job wise. In life? Job-wise first, and then life.
2: Job-wise? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, there's a really interesting story that I covered when I first started, and I was too, I had no business covering this because I was so young and green when I was reporting. But I worked for, in, like I said, a small station in southern Minnesota, and there was a family just outside of the city I was working that made headlines nationally because Mm -hmm. their son had been diagnosed with cancer, but they didn't believe in, in Western medicine. Mm -hmm. And so they went to court to not treat their son. And I ended up covering the, and like they, they granted a, they told me I could do an interview with the family and I was the only one nationally, like good morning America tried to get them seeing that Like everybody tried to sit down with them. And I ended up sitting down with them for an interview Um, and all my stuff was all over nationally because everybody used it. Um, but the family was really, they were very nice, but it was a tough one to cover, but a very interesting one to cover. Um, so that was probably the most interesting, like craziest story I've ever covered just because of what their situation was and how much interest there was nationally and all the legal, um, the legalities with what they were going through with their son um, because he was a minor and they basically could make the choice for him. That was really, that was really tough, super crazy and really interesting.
1: How do you, before you move on, how do you handle that emotionally as a reporter?
2: Well, that was the thing is like, I was so young. I mean, I was probably 21 or 22 when I was covering that. I just felt like, I mean, people matured differently. So it's not to say that somebody that age couldn't cover that, but I probably wasn't in a great space to actually cover that appropriately. Looking back, and so I I remember being like having really strong opinions about what was going, what they were doing because I was pretty young and I didn't know how to take myself out of it. So I felt like I had really strong opinions on what was going on. Um, I didn't tell them, and I tried not to report it that way, but I just remember feeling that way. So that one was that was really hard, and that's probably one of those things where I was saying earlier where I didn't like doing that type of news because to me it felt like these situations that I didn't like to cover. Um, mm-hmm. There are obviously reporters and journalists that need to do that work. It just wasn't for me.
1: Yeah, is it difficult to separate yourself then from your own opinions? I feel like it would be tricky. I feel like I would have the same um, <laughs> difficulty with it.
2: Yeah, for me, because I have a really strong opinion about everything, and so, <laughs> oh <God>. yes, it <laughs> is. And I feel like I'm 100% right about all of what everything I believe, so yes.
0: That's really hard. That would be hard for me. I would have no business doing news anymore because I would for sure have a bias. And then, so what would you say was your favorite in life? Was that
2: my favorite? I mean, it's pretty, it's, I feel like this is kind of easy, like an easy one to fall back on. But the, the interview that I did with Jason, that sit down interview for the IHL network. Yeah. That was probably the most fun. I, I had so much fun with that. And that was probably like a dream scenario to me, too, being able to do a one on one with him and just, and they gave me complete free reign over what we were going to do. So awesome. they didn't say, like, here are your questions or this is what you need to talk about. They basically said, you can do whatever you want. And so that I thought that was really fun.
1: I could tell I, it looked like fun, and I don't even know you, but I could tell that obviously you have to have a good relationship, and there's obviously some <laughs> sarcasm in there and wit involved. You both have a sense of humor. Um It just looks so fun. Weren't you asking him about the little flag carrier, about taking out the flag <laughs> carrier?
2: Because <laughs> is I've like. There's nothing I love more than when Jason does something that just sets me up for gold. Like <laughs> he knocked over skated right into the poor flag bearer and once we found out he was okay (laughs) it was probably the funniest thing on the ice that I've ever seen because and I ended up I got a screenshot of him knocking him over and I framed it and gave it to him for Valentine's Day that year I have it like front and center downstairs in our like in our
1: living room um yeah (laughs) It was fun. Great gift. Great, Great thought, thoughtful gift. Right. Great gift.
2: Yes, he cherishes that.
1: <laughs> you gotta so, keep them humble. You gotta keep these boys humble. You gotta keep them on your toes. They need they need an equal here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit more about your work with um Give Sixteen and how that all started. Yeah.
2: People listening might have already heard this story, but I think it's always like super important for me to um, talk about Tucker Hellstrom because he was the motivation behind it, and one of the things when he passed away, we told his mom that we, if, as long as she was okay with it, that we would love to talk about him as much as possible because we have this huge opportunity to. And she, that was one of her things, that she's like, I don't want people to forget Tucker, and I don't want people to like forget my son. And so we've always tried to take as many opportunities as we can to talk about him or to tell people about him. Um, and we only knew him for a short time, and so. Um, it was it, it was like a real honor for us to get to know him uh, quickly and his family and maintain that relationship. So Tucker um, had osteosarcoma. He was a young boy, diagnosed at eight years old with osteosarcoma and passed away at nine after a pretty short battle, um, less than a year, where he also had his leg removed because of it. Wow. Um, so he was a really strong kid, went through a lot during his battle with cancer. And Jason and him uh, grew a really great friendship. And Tucker would give him advice, which was really funny and really fun. And he came to a lot of games with us during that time. And we went to some movies with him and his family. And, and our kids went um, to the movie theater. And he had sisters about Sophia's age. So they would spend time together. And his mom and I got very close. And um, so, yeah, we just developed a great friendship with their family. And, again, when he passed away, um, we felt really motivated to try to do something to help the family. So we held a fundraiser right away to help them with any expenses that they had and um then we decided to turn that into something bigger and that's where give 16 was born which was just encouraging people to give in the form of 16 which is a nod to jason's jersey number um so we called it give 16 and asked people to donate whatever they could whether it's a dollar 60 or 16 dollars or Big dollar amounts. Cool. We've had people donate one hundred and sixty thousand. Wow. Um, and we've had kids come up to us. I, I've had kids come up to me at hockey games and give me sixteen dollars. And what oh, I tell you. people is, every single one of those dollars got us to over. I mean, at this point, we're near two million dollars raised. Wow. In, um, since two thousand seventeen, and really that's amazing. been pretty awesome. And we were able to build a space at the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's yes. Hospital, which is a broadcast studio where. Kids in the hospital, patients in the hospital, and their families can go use the broadcast studio and try their hand at doing the news in the morning, or recording a show, or they do cooking shows and they do nutrition shows. And um, doctors can record videos on what to expect if you're going through chemotherapy, or what to expect if you have this. Which much easier for kids to watch that and relate to that than it is to read a pamphlet for them, mm-hmm. or to just listen to it one time. So um, there's a lot of great things that they've been able to do with the studio and. Uh, state of the art and is the best equipment in it they can also turn it into a viewing suite so they can watch hockey games in there and they can watch movies um and it's a it's a really special space and it's we try to make it so the kids and their families feel like they're not in the hospital when they're there um so yeah so that's what give 16 is all about and it was really inspired by tucker and the people we met along the way with our experience there and we feel really really lucky that we were given that platform to build something really special there we were fortunate because right before it, um one of the football players in minnesota had built a space for um kids to play basketball and video games and a lounge space and other areas so really there's an entire wing of the hospital dedicated to just fun for kids um and i you don't really know what the impact will be you hope it'll be great but um We've been really fortunate because a few people have sent us bridge pages that have mentioned having the space in the hospital that don't know us. And we're just like, oh, we were at this hospital and they had this really nice space and we were able to use it. So it's been nice to see that not you know you're not asking somebody what they think of it but you're seeing it from like a third party and so right. we hope i mean that's all that's all you want is just for those kids to be able to escape for a little bit and just um you know be, be regular kids and regular families we always love for people to come in and host the morning news they do morning news every day and we always i i try to do that with local um news personalities or people in the radio industry here i try to invite them to come with me to do it so it's kind of like celebrities coming in yeah um and we had Jesse James Decker um, come in and perform in the studio. Cool. And we've had some musical guests come through because they can perform in there as well. It's equipped for all of that. Um, and yeah, so people, mostly it's for patients and families, but people could
0: volunteer if they wanted. No, that's such a great space. That's amazing. Like how cool for them though.
1: Let's touch a little bit on your, so you were cyberbullied a little bit. Is this right?
2: i do see it all the time
1: all the time yeah. <laughs> how do you deal Every with that day. i guess anyone Every on a social conference. media no what's the problem I mean, like what do
0: they come at you for
2: oh my gosh i am polarizing i feel like um it, it, i i don't know i have no filter on anything that i say i feel like all of i Kodak, you could tell me it's like all of canada hates me after what happened um cuz oh I don't so know. our gm our previous I don't know if you guys know, but our previous GM tried to trade trade Jason like, I don't know, three times or something. And yeah. it almost happened every single time. But then it was reported that like Phil Kessel said no, like he wouldn't come to Minnesota from Pittsburgh. So that fell through. And then the Cal- he was supposed to be traded to Calgary, but that fell through. And I mean, not a big deal. That's part of it. Whatever, but I'm I'm very sarcastic as we have already talked about, and I like to make light of things. And I was in Nashville on a girls' trip, and somebody oh Paul, oh like somebody had posted something where he like the GM said, you know we're not try or like we're not trying to trade Jason, but if the right thing comes along, we'll take it.
1: I remember this.
2: Oh, God, it was so bad. So I retweet a message that says, like, I'm not trying to, like, divorce Jason, but if the be- like if a better thing comes along,
1: I would take it or something. <laughs> and it was hilarious. And I don't know you, but I oh. thought it was funny. I could. Yeah, yeah. like Thank you.
2: I thought it was like. funny. And
1: <laughs> I didn't
2: think it was a big deal. I was like, oh, it's not, like, who cares? It's, a, it's clearly a joke. I thought it's clearly I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody cares. I it was late. And we were out and I had had a couple beers and I wake up the next day and somebody that I work with for public relations who helps us with some Give 16 public relations had messaged me screenshots of TSN and social media that were like horrible, basically like Carly Shades, the GM of the Minnesota Wild and he's mad and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't mad. I didn't even care. I was like, I don't care whatever I just thought it was funny
1: you're like it was funny it was funny it was hilarious and
2: I look at the things people were saying about me and oh my gosh it was horrible people are like know your role you know nothing about hockey just be his wife like you're you're gonna get you're gonna shorten his career he's never gonna play again it was horrible oh people come on horrible and they're like, your voice is so annoying. I've heard you on the radio, and like, it's just—I mean, it was just so ugly. It was everything you could think of. Like, he deserves someone so much better than you. He could get way hotter. It was just oh endless. God. And so, I'm like, well, I'm going to get off social media for the day because that's too much. So, <laughs> but I—I I try really hard to remember that um, as long as the people that care about me aren't mad at me for things yeah. like that or like Jason's like I thought it was funny maybe yeah. it was a little much but
0: he like, was super it was super, it was super well, witty but like did the was, GM say anything to you guys about it I would say nobody was happy with <sighs> me at
2: the time but
1: <laughs> it's, this blows my mind um, though because it was so obviously meant to be funny like yeah. and like right. said, I mean that would clearly know it's a joke 100 percent
0: it was super but witty
2: I thought I, my problem is as I told Jason I can't bottle the funny like if yeah, I yeah. have something I need to say that I think is funny there's no way I'm not tweeting it <laughs> and so that's a problem that's a problem that I'm working I'm currently working on <laughs> but
0: no I don't mean, you know what Go ahead. oh sorry it was just so funny like even just the beginning that when how you're just saying in the tweet when it says, I totally get it. Like it's, it's clearly had just has comes off with a sarcastic tone right off the bat. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, if we're, but, if we're married to guys that are pro athletes or anyone involved in pro sports, we're pretty sure that we don't have, um, a say in where they go or what happens in their careers.
2: No, I am like nobody <laughs> and just, to be honest. And people are making such a big deal about it. And I said, I'll be honest with you, I don't think anybody really cares what I think. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. think Paul Fenton's losing sleep over what I said. Like maybe everyone's like, that was a like that was a little much, but nobody Paul Fenton doesn't care what I'm tweeting yeah. at all. Yeah. It's not gonna change anything. And so I think that people um but some people get very worried. They get very serious. <laughs> so I was pretty sure that all of Canada hated me after oh, well, that. Not the other
1: that I thing, know. We've we've at, I don't think so either. Who knows though? But the other thing is that and we've talked about this before, because you have a huge following, people know who you are, you're getting more attention than if, you know, you know, like maybe my personal account with a hundred followers, if I were to say it, nobody would give a shit because yeah. I, I'm not someone in the public eye, you know, I, at least I, I forget don't think. that people, I forget that people read things. Yeah. I forget that people fall, you know,
2: sometimes I put it out there and I'm like, Oh, somebody read that. It's <laughs> like, people see this it's like oh, in yeah. public.
0: I tweeted my opinion once, and I didn't think people cared that much. But then the host of Good Morning America ended up reading it out. So it uh, got a little bigger than I expected. No way. That was fine. (laughs) I didn't lose a job. It
1: happens. It happens. And it's funny. (laughs) So we always ask everybody just some fun facts, things that we can't Google about you. And um, let's talk about your uh, favorite... um, song or your favorite music genre a little bit
2: um i love 80s rock like hair band rock which is so embarrassing no and i love brett michaels so much and poison it would be my dream to meet brett michaels and it's almost happened on several occasions but the universe is keeping us apart because Ugh. i was supposed to meet him on valentine's day this year but jason got traded so we ended up i ended up going to pittsburgh and so <sighs> The universe wants to keep us apart, which I can only imagine is because if we met each other, it would be a love at first sight situation, and <laughs> obviously, like would to be made. And We can't have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, that's yeah. So po- anything poison,
1: anything Brett Michaels. I, that I love that. I love. Oh, it. It just
0: <laughs> it just makes Bridget love you even more.
1: I do. I love eighties rock myself, and my kids. What? I've got my kids. Oh yeah, my kids. Well, first of all, because I was a teenager in the eighties, but then my kids are late eighties. Um, <laughs> Let's clear that up. <laughs>
2: just clear it up. I like yeah, Make that very yeah. clear. Yeah.
1: Um, but my kids love it too. So I don't know if they're just into it because we played it so much, but they all rock out on the guitar now, and they all love their eighties. They got their eighties. It's so team. good. Yeah. It's That's so cool. good.
2: I walked down the aisle to uh, Guns and Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, nice. and
1: I know. I I want, I, I hope my kids love it. I hope they do. They'll be forced to. They will. They will. It'll be the music they know. So it'll be awesome. Um, and I can't believe you haven't met him and I believe I, I could be wrong, but I think he lives in Scottsdale. Yeah. Kodak. Doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so.
1: His kids went to and school think, where my like, kids went to school. What? Yeah. I'm not lying. He could yeah. be within five miles of me right now.
2: Don't tell me that. I'm going to come to, can I come visit? <laughs> yeah. I'll,
1: I'll be a really <laughs> good house guest. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> just
2: talk, Brett Michaels. No, I, I heard also that he's from a suburb. Actually, I do know this because I, <laughs> I heard him. <laughs> I've he's heard. from a suburb yeah. outside of
0: Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, he's a Penguins fan. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. You know what? It Keep throwing it out like- there to the universe. It'll happen. This could work out.
0: Right? It happened to, it happened to Bridge. She put it out in the universe about loving Chan- Channing Tatum. And then we met him
1: hours later. Yep. You did not. Yep. It's a true story. A true story. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you meet him? We were, we were at a playoff game in LA. It was a last minute decision for me to jump on with the girls, went to the game and on the way there, stupidly, I made some smart ass. Re- I made a couple smartassy remarks, but It was when um, Fifty Shades of Grey had just, the, the book, when everyone was reading the book, and I made a comment, one, inappropriately to one of my best friends, that I thought her husband could probably play Christian Grey. Not husband at the time, but, and the other one, and then I actually said the exact same thing to Channing Tatum, but anyway, so I had just, like, thrown it out there that he would also be somebody good to play that in the taxi on the way to the game, and then we get to the game, and we end up in the wives... Room downstairs or whatever the L.A. King—it's not the wives' room. It's like Mm -hmm. the VIP lounge down there. Is that what it was, Claudette? Yeah, yeah. And who's in there? Channing. So Claudette, you can tell the rest because you. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, and so we just—one of our girlfriends was buying us a drink, and we're like, "Oh, there's Channing Tatum." So Bridge and I go get a a picture with him, and our girlfriend comes back with our drinks and. We're like, hey, look, we just met Channing Tatum. And she was like, I'm buying you drinks. You couldn't call my fucking name. And we're like, sorry. So we had to like go back to him. And we're like, can we take one more picture with her other girlfriend? She's pissed. And so, yeah, but it was funny. But put it out in the universe
1: and you never know. You never
2: know. You
1: meet yourself. Uh, somewhere. You know what's been funny about that? I've
2: putting it out in the universe for like 12 years. Oh, sorry. It better
1: happen. It's (laughs) going to happen. It's going to happen. Kodad, I'm just laughing because we could have just said, okay, Danielle, you go stand with him and we'll take the picture. But instead we were like, oh, let's get in another picture. New picture. (laughs) (laughs) Do it again. Let's do it again. Are you finding with your kids that they are just like thinking about you've, they're what, um, nine, sorry, you said nine, two, and almost one? One. Almost one. She'll be one in March. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cute. Yeah. And how They're are they personality-wise? Are they kind of taking after the two of you?
2: Um, he, no, Hendrix is, like, way cuter than we could ever be, ever. He's the cutest thing in the whole world. Um, and Sophia is, like, a way better version of me. Like, she's super sweet <laughs> and super nice and really smart and very confident. So, like, all the things that I'm okay at, she's, like, really great at being. And so, Soph's like our sweet, sweet, kind, like big hearted girl. Hendrix is just freaking adorable um, and obsessed with hockey. Stella is, is the observer as of now. We don't, I don't really know no. what her personality is going to be. A psychic told me she's going to be yeah. super different than the other two, uh. but I don't put all my weight into psychics. So we'll see <laughs> if she's right. Oh
1: my well, God, it's, I do. <laughs> there's a little terror already. Yeah. But then I, they're kind of all like that a little when they're, they all have their moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big term. Um, oh, go ahead, up.
0: Sorry, one of your fun facts I need you to show us right now, and I wish people could see this, but you're going to put your whole no. fist in your mouth? Her what? Okay, but nobody can yeah. see this,
2: right?
0: No, no, I can see this just us. So um, Carly's fun fact is she can fit her whole fist in her mouth, which wow. I just, I die.
2: It's my party <laughs> trick. Yeah, show Are us. you guys, it's really gross. Are you ready for this? We're
1: ready. I'm ready.
2: I'm not proud of it. And but first just of all, I, I'll it's my tablet race. Either.
1: Okay. Okay, ready? <gasps> oh my god, she can do it! Oh, it's impressive. Are <laughs> you I'm not throwing it's gross. up? It's so gross. <laughs> I would totally throw
0: up. Me too. cake. How do you just? How do you find so out that you can do this? Like
1: you just decided well, to try I have
0: it. With smallest hands in the whole world. Like, look how tiny they are.
1: Three minutes. miniature. Yeah, they are tiny. Mine are massive. <laughs>
2: Yeah, really tiny hands. So
1: my friends dared me to do it. And then you're like, Oh, everybody loves this. <laughs> and then all well, the guys did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, I'm not showing Ray this video. Yeah. He's not invited yeah. to this episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nobody's invited to this party. Just that. <laughs> Everyone will just have to take our word for it.
1: Yep. yep. I was impressed. I was impressed for sure. I know I have no talents. What do you guys like to do as a family? Do you have a, any fun plans for the summer? Or let's talk oh, that up. I asked you. We, two we I love to travel. I'm like
2: I would travel all the time if I could. Um, we're we're actually going to go to Europe for two weeks.
1: Nice. Okay, your whole. So
2: the whole family, all the kids, us, my parents, and Jason's mom. Oh, fun! And where do you, where are you guys yeah. going to start? We're going to go to Scotland and then London and then Paris awesome so yeah so Amazing. that's I love to travel I've kind of gotten Jason hooked do you guys know his first vacation he ever took was our honeymoon no way really yeah yeah he um just like with hockey stuff and his they he had five siblings so it was like they just didn't really their hockey trips were their travel um mm-hmm. and so the first vacation he ever took was was our honeymoon and now he is obsessed with traveling oh, awesome. so it's awesome
0: well, That's was he, awesome. Well, was he legally allowed to travel when he met you? So you had to like, wait.
2: <laughs> well, he couldn't rent a car. I right. Like, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> That's why he's not going anywhere. He can't, he can't rent anything.
2: They thought I was trying to like smuggle him out a child out of the country when we went.
0: Where are his notary papers? <laughs>
1: it's so embarrassing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, have you planned your whole trip out already? Or are you one of those that just kind of flies by the seat of your pants?
2: I can go both ways. I I pretend that I'm super casual. I'm like, yeah, let's just do whatever. I'm totally flexible. But in my head, I know exactly what what I want to do. So <laughs> I I make all sorts of plans, but I'm okay if they change.
1: Okay. So
2: I like to have a plan going into it. But, and then I pretend to be way more flexible than I actually am
1: in my head. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Well, we are so excited that you took some time to chat with us today. Um, Good luck moving forward with your career and with your family. And in Pittsburgh, I know that um, the fans in Minnesota will miss you. In fact, just last week when I was there, my Uber driver was telling me about the trade and how you were really... um, gonna be missed by the community. You hadn't even said you were going anywhere, but I thought it was really sweet that he was like, wife is such a staple here and everybody really loves her. So I actually thought that was pretty awesome.
0: That's so nice.
1: Oh, that is so nice to hear. Oh,
2: well, see, not everybody doesn't like me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're loved. You're loved. safe car rides. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I hope you gave him a five star. I did. I tipped him well. And, um, Thank you. I made note and I wanted to make sure that I passed that on.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks Carly. Take good care. Thank you guys. We'll Sophia keep watching. Hi, hi
2: Sophia. <laughs> You're
1: a doll. Thank you guys
2: right. so much. It was good to talk, right. talk to you.
1: Good to talk to you too. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend.
0: Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbara.